to nine of jerusalem to revelations a quartet of spiritual experience by william blake and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony addison jerusalem part nine rahab is an eternal state to the deists the spiritual states of the soul are all eternal distinguish between the man and his present state he never can be a friend to the human race who is the preacher of natural morality or natural religion he is a flatterer who means to betray to perpetuate tyrant pride and the laws of that babylon which he foresees shall shortly be destroyed with the spiritual and not the natural sword he is in the state named rahab which state must be put off before he can be the friend of man you o deists profess yourselves the enemies of christianity and you are so you are also the enemies of the human race and of universal nature man is born a spectre or satan and is altogether an evil and requires a new selfhood continually and must continually be changed into his direct contrary but your greek philosophy which is a remnant of druidism teaches that man is righteous in his vegetated spectre an opinion of fatal and accursed consequence to man as the ancients saw plainly by revelation to the entire abrogation of experimental theory and many believed what they saw and prophesied of jesus man must and will have some religion if he has not the religion of jesus he will have the religion of satan and will erect the synagogue of satan calling the prince of this world god and destroying all who do not worship satan under the name of god will any one say where are those who worship satan under the name of god where are they listen every religion that preaches vengeance for sin is the religion of the enemy and avenger and not of the forgiver of sin and their god is satan named by the divine name your religion o deists deism is the worship of the god of this world by the means of what you call natural religion and natural philosophy and of natural morality or self-righteousness the selfish virtues of the natural heart this was the religion of the pharisees who murdered jesus deism is the same and ends in the same voltaire 
rousseau gibbon hume charge the spiritually religious with hypocrisy but how a monk or a methodist either can be a hypocrite i cannot conceive we are men of like passions with others and pretend not to be holier than others therefore when a religious man falls into sin he ought not to be called a hypocrite this title is more properly to be given to a player who falls into sin whose profession is virtue and morality and the making men self-righteous foot in calling whitefield hypocrite was himself one for whitefield pretended not to be holier than others but confessed his sins before all the world voltaire rousseau you cannot escape my charge that you are pharisees and hypocrites for you are constantly talking of the virtues of the human heart and particularly of your own that you may accuse others and especially the religious whose errors you by this display of pretended virtue cheaply designed to expose rousseau thought men good by nature he found them evil and found no friend friendship cannot exist without forgiveness of sins continually the book written by rousseau called his confessions is an apology and cloak for his sin and not a confession but you also charge the poor monks and religious with being the causes of war while you acquit and flatter the alexanders and caesars the lewises and fredericks who alone are its causes and its actors but the religion of jesus forgiveness of sin can never be the cause of a war nor of a single martyrdom those who martyr others or who cause war are deists but never can be forgivers of sin the glory of christianity is to conquer by forgiveness all the destruction therefore in christian europe has arisen from deism which is natural religion i saw a monk of charlemagne arise before my sight i talked with the grey monk as we stood in beams of infernal light gibbon arose with a lush of steel and voltaire with a racking wheel the schools in clouds of learning rolled arose with war in iron and gold thou lazy monk they sound afar in vain condemning glorious war and in your cell you shall ever dwell rise war and bind him in his cell the blood-red ran from the grey monk's side his hands and feet were wounded wide his body bent his arms and knees 
like to the roots of ancient trees when satan first the black bow bent and the moral law from the gospel rent he forged the law into a sword and spilled the blood of mercy's lord titus constantine charlemagne o voltaire rousseau gibbon vain your grecian mocks and roman sword against this image of his lord for a tear is an intellectual thing and a sigh is the sword of an angel king and the bitter groan of a martyr's woe is an arrow from the almighty's bow but loss who is the vehicular form of strong athona wept vehemently over albion where thames current spring from the rivers of beulah pleasant river soft mild parent stream and the roots of albion's tree entered the soul of loss as he sat before his furnaces clothed in sackcloth of hair in gnawing pain dividing him from his emanation enclosing all the children of lost time after time their giant forms condensing into nations and peoples and tongues translucent the furnaces of beryl and emerald immortal and sevenfold each within other incomprehensible to the vegetated mortal eyes perverted and single vision the bellows are the animal lungs the hammers the animal heart the furnaces the stomach for digestion terrible their fury like seven burning heavens ranged from south to north here on the banks of the thames lost builded golgonooza outside of the gates of the human heart beneath beulah in the midst of the rocks of the altars of albion in fears he builded it in rage and in fury it is the spiritual fourfold london continually building and continually decaying desolate in eternal labours loud the furnaces and loud the anvils of death thunder incessant around the flaming couches of the twenty-four friends of albion and around the awful four for the protection of the twelve emanations of albion's sons the mystic union of the emanation in the lord because man divided from his emanation is a dark spectre his emanation is an ever-weeping melancholy shadow but she is made receptive of generation through mercy in the potter's furnace among the funeral urns of beulah from surrey hills through italy and greece to hinnom's vale in great 
throughout eternity every particular form gives forth or emanates its own peculiar light and the form is the divine vision and the light is his garment this is jerusalem in every man a tent and tabernacle of mutual forgiveness male and female clothings and jerusalem is called liberty among the children of albion but albion fell down a rocky fragment from eternity hurled by his own spectre who is the reasoning power in every man into his own chaos which is the memory between man and man the silent broodings of deadly revenge springing from the all-powerful parental affection fills albion from head to foot seeing his sons assimilate with luva bound in the bonds of spiritual hate from which springs sexual love as iron chains he tosses like a cloud outstretched among jerusalem's ruins which overspread all the earth he groans among his ruined porches but the spectre like a hoar-frost and a mildew rose over albion saying i am god o sons of men i am your rational power am i not bacon and newton and locke who teach humility to man who teach doubt and experiment and my two wings voltaire rousseau where is that friend of sinners that rebel against my laws who teaches belief to the nations and an unknown eternal life come hither into the desert and turn these stones to bread a vain foolish man wilt thou believe without experiment and build a world of fantasy upon my great abyss a world of shapes in craving lust and devouring appetite so spoke the hard cold constructive spectre he is named arthur constructing into druid rocks round canaan agag and aram and pharaoh then halbion drew england into his bosom in groans and tears but she stretched out her starry night in spaces against him like a long serpent in the abyss of the spectre which augmented the night with dragon wings covered with stars and in the wings jerusalem and vala appeared and above between the wings magnificent the divine vision dimly appeared in clouds of blood weeping when those who disregard all mortal things 
saw a mighty one among the flowers of beulah still retain his awful strength they wondered checking their wild flames and many gathering together into an assembly they said let us go down and see these changes others said if you do so prepare for being driven from our field what have we to do with the dead to be their inferiors or superiors we equally abhor superior none we know inferior none all equal share divine benevolence and joy for the eternal man walketh among us calling us his brother and his friends forbidding us that veil which satan puts between eve and adam by which the princes of the dead enslave their votaries teaching them to form the serpent of precious stones and gold to seize the sons of jerusalem and plant them in one man's loins to make one family of contraries that joseph may be sold into egypt for negation a veil the saviour born and dying rend but others said let us to him who only is and who walketh among us give decision bring forth all your fires so saying an eternal deed was done in fiery flames the universal concave raged such thunderous sounds as never were sounded from a mortal cloud nor on mount sinai old nor in havilah where the cherub rolled his redounding flame loud loud the mountains lifted up their voices loud the forests rivers thundered against their banks loud winds furious fought cities and nations contended in fires and clouds and tempests the seas raised up their voices and lifted their hands on high the stars in their courses fought the sun moon heaven earth contending for albion and for jerusalem his emanation and for shiloh the emanation of france and for lovely Vala. then far the greatest number were about to make a separation and they elected seven called the seven eyes of god lucifer molech elohim shaddai pahad jehovah jesus they named the eighth he came not he hid in albion's forests but first they said and their words stood in chariots in array curbing their tigers with golden bits and bridles of silver and ivory let the human organs be kept in their perfect integrity at will contracting into worms or expanding into gods 
and then behold what are these ulro visions of chastity then as the moss upon the tree or dust upon the plough or as the sweat upon the labouring shoulder or as the chaff of the wheat flour or as the dregs of the sweet wine-press such are these ulro visions for though we sit down within the ploughed furrow listening to the weeping clods till we contract or expand space at will or if we raise ourselves upon the chariots of the morning contracting or expanding time every one knows we are one family one man blessed for ever silence remained and every one resumed his human majesty and many conversed on these things as they laboured at the furrow saying it is better to prevent misery than to release from misery it is better to prevent error than to forgive the criminal labour well the minute particulars attend to the little ones and those who are in misery cannot remain so long if we do but our duty labour well the teeming earth they ploughed in tears the trumpet sounded before the golden plough and the voices of the living creatures were heard in the clouds of heaven crying compel the reasoner to demonstrate with unhewn demonstrations let the indefinite be explored and let every man be judged by his own works let all indefinites be thrown into demonstrations to be pounded to dust and melted in the furnaces of affliction he who would do good to another must do it in minute particulars general good is the plea of the scoundrel hypocrite and flatterer for art and science cannot exist but in minutely organized particulars and not in generalizing demonstrations of the rational power the infinite alone resides in definite and determinate identity establishment of truth depends on destruction of falsehood continually on circumcision not on virginity o reasoners of albion so cried they at the plough albion's rock frowned above and the great voice of eternity rolled above terrible in clouds saying who will go forth for us and who shall we send before our face then loss heaved his thundering bellows on the valley of middlesex and thus he chaunted his song the daughters of albion replied what may man be who can tell but what may woman be to have power over man from cradle to corruptible grave he who is an infant and whose cradle is a manger knoweth the infant sorrow whence it came and where it goeth and who weave it a cradle of the grass that withereth away this world is all a cradle 
for the aired wandering phantom rocked by year month day and hour and every two moments between dwells a daughter of beulah to feed the human vegetable entune daughters of albion your hymning chorus mildly chord of affection thrilling ecstatic on the iron reel to the golden loom of love to the moth-laboured woof a garment and cradle weaving for the infantine terror for fear at entering the gate into our world of cruel lamentation it flee back and hide in nonentities dark wild where dwells the spectre of albion destroyer of definite form the sun shall be a scythe chariot of britain the moon a ship in the british ocean created by losses hammer measured out into days and nights and years and months to travel with my feet over these desolate rocks of albion o daughters of despair rock the cradle and in mild melodies tell me where you found what you have inwoven with so much tears and care so much tender artifice to love to weep to learn to know remember recollect what dark befell in wintry days oh it was lost for ever and we found it not it came and wept at our wintry door look look behold gwendolen is become a clod of clay merlin is a worm of the valley then loss uttered with hammer and anvil chant revoice i mind not your laugh and your frown i not fear and you must my dictate obey from your gold-beamed looms trill gentle to albion's watchman on albion's mountains re-echo and rock the cradle while harm me of that eternal man and of the cradled infancy in his bowels of compassion who fell beneath his instruments of husbandry and became subservient to the clods of the furrow the cattle and even the emittent earthworm are his superiors and his lords then the response came warbling from trilling looms in albion we women tremble at the light therefore hiding fearful the divine vision with curtain and veil and fleshly tabernacle loss uttered swift as the rattling thunder upon the mountains look back into the church pall look three women around the cross o albion why didst thou a female will create and the voices of bath and canterbury and york and edinburgh cry over the plough of nations in the strong hand of albion thundering along among the fires of the druid and the deep black re-thundering waters of the atlantic which poured in impetuous loud loud louder and louder and the great voice 
of the atlantic howled over the druid altars weeping over his children in stonehenge in maldon and colchester round the rocky peak of derbyshire london's stone and rosamond's bower End of chapter nine